tonight, Dan's message will be pretty good. I hope that everyone here had a good week and that we drive home safely. Amen. Jacob, that's a lot. You asking God for my message to be pretty good. I don't know if you got that much faith, bro. I appreciate it, though. Need all the prayers I can get. Anybody here need all the prayers they can get? Gosh, we all do, don't we? Um, we are in the book of Acts. We're in the book of what? Acts, that's right. It was written by Luke. the first book that Luke wrote was the book of, Luke. oh, y'all are amazing right now. You're on a roll. He was one of the 12 doctors, right? Not disciples. He was a doctor. Okay, so he was a doctor. That's good. Um, we're ready. We're going to jump right into the text today and uh, for tonight. And um, this is a passage of scripture that I have loved, and you sort of love it all, I understand, I love it all, uh, but I don't know why, but through the years it's spoken to me in so many ways as I've gotten to teach it and, and study it and sat in it on my own time. So we're in Acts chapter 3, and we're going to read together verses 1 through 10, and I'm going to ask you to stand with me in honor of God's holy word. Open your Bibles, if you don't have one, we've got the word. we'll have the words on the screen. And if you do not have a Bible and you'd want one, I've got some I'd love to give to you to have. So see me, don't be, I, I've given many out, for, so don't be ever ashamed to go, hey, or say, hey, my friend needs one, we'll get, get it to him. It's important for you to have this in your hands, the word of God that you can hold in your very own hand. So um, Acts chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, we're going to read through verse 10. So, so just sort of uh, follow along with me. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being car- carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, that's called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, at, uh, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no, no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God, and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple, asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word, your holy, perfect word. And God, if this is all that we have done tonight, is just read your word. I, Lord, I believe it's enough. Uh, Lord, Lord, I ask that you'll speak to us. Lord, we, we need you here. We need you in our lives not just in this room, but as we go out and in our cars and in our schools and in our homes and as we walk into a restaurant. Lord, may we be your light wherever we go, but God, we need you to be with us because we're so lost without you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, have a seat. In Acts 3 here, 
we're going to see explain the first miracle of the church. Now, some have gone on before this in Acts 1 and 2. We've, we've seen some things that have gone, but this is the first that sort of, that, and it's talked about that miracles were being done, but none have, have really been explained up until this point. And this, and this is going to set the mood for the rest of Acts 3 going into Acts 4, going into Acts 5. This is the foundation of Acts 3 and a half, 4 and 5. So we need to understand this root cause of what occurred. This part of the story is key to understanding because it's going to, in some ways, you'll say wreck their lives in a lot of ways because what what we see occur here. Now, let me not get too far ahead of us myself. There's um, we're just going to go verse by verse at first, and then I'm just going to explain some things as we go. First thing, Acts chapter three, verse one. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Does anyone know what time that is? What time? What's that? Three o'clock. Did you read that in the small notes of your Bible there? Okay, I was just curious. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it, it is three o'clock. Just to let you know, whenever you see when it says the sixth hour, the third hour, the, the ninth hour, it's based on everybody gets up at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. is when your day starts. Now, some of you uh, in high school here, I know your day doesn't start until like 8.47 as you're struggling out of bed, running to get to school. Uh, for homeschoolers, it could be 11.30. I don't know. Okay. But at this time, just understand, when you see that ninth hour, it's based off 6 a.m. So the ninth hour, at 9 hours to 6 a.m., 3 p.m. is the time. It's the afternoon that they're going. And they're going up to the temp, 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 temple at the hour of prayer. So we understand they're going there to pray. They've got a purpose. They're going there to do something that's very good, that's very right, that we should all do in our lives is, is go to temple, church's temple, the house of God, and pray. Do you all agree that's something we ought to be doing? Some of you may be like, no, because you, you, you might, well, I'm forced here because I got to come. Parents said I had to. But for I think most of this room, you go, yeah, I understand that this is an important thing for me to do. So read in verse 2. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple. That's called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. Just to let you know, alms, just money. Alms for the poor, alms for the poor, right? Have you ever heard that, right? Right? It's in, I know, a lot of movies. Um, so <clears throat> he's asking for money. He's in, don't miss this part. He's been lame from birth. Long time. Now, do, do we know how old this guy is? Not from what we read, but if you go to Acts 4, verse 22, it says this. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. So we understand from birth, he's more than 40. So let's, let's get this. Let's say he started to beg at the age of seven. Say that someone sort of quasi-cared for him up to the age of seven. But since the age of seven, he's been on the street... He couldn't get anywhere on his own. Someone had to carry him every day to beg, just have enough sustenance to make it through the day to survive to the next day. That was all his goal is. Let me just get enough food and water to make it to the next day. Do you understand that this has been going on for 33 years at least in his life? And that at that point, if he's only 40, that's been 12,053 days he's been, been carried to a gate or someplace to beg. That's a long time. Y'all, y'all agree? That's a long time for your situation not to change. We get pretty sick and tired when our situation doesn't change after 15 minutes. This is 12,000 and 
53 days plus, this is what his life's about. It's all there's been. You know, I was in Africa. I, I was thinking back. I was in Africa when I was 22. I was there for three months in Tanzania. Dar es Salaam was the name of the big city there. Uh, and I was, I was there for th- three months. It changed my life. When I was t- t- 22. It clicked to me two, two days ago that I'm more than half my life past that now, which is like, oh, are you kidding me? But I was there, and I re- remember going through the streets and the, the alleys, and everywhere I looked, there were be- be- beggars and lame everywhere. And when I talk about beggars and lame, it's not someone that just holds a sign as you drive the car street. It was, I remember distinctly a man, and I think it was a man, and his leg was probably this big around. It looked like the, tr- the, the leg of an elephant, and he had elephantitis, a condition that causes things to grow grotesquely large. And his leg was like a huge stump, and he was there, and he couldn't move on his own at all, and he was just there to beg for money. And everywhere I turned, people were, were like this. They, just been, they were just dragged themselves or dragged out in the street to beg for money to survive the next day. And when I, when I think back to him, when I looked at it, I remember the feeling of hopelessness that, oh my goodness, there is no hope at all. And we see that there's this guy, there's this guy here in the story who's lame from birth, who's been carried for 33 plus years just to beg. Alms for, that's all he said, alms for the poor. He probably doesn't even look people in the eye. Have you ever seen someone who's so down and out they won't even look at you because they're just sort of ashamed of themselves? There's just no hope. There's, there's, and I'm hitting this point, but I, I, you know, there, there's a couple of, of key things in the story, and this is not even the meat of where we're going to get to tonight. But as I thought about this, I wonder if this guy had gone, this guy seemed to be a man without hope. He's just trying to live day to day. And he may have heard of hope of a man named Jesus who had, who had walked these streets and had healed, had healed the lame and, and, and brought sight to the blind. He, he may have heard these things, but then he heard that that guy was, crucified and killed on a, on a cross, and his, his hopes were dashed. And all of a sudden, he's on the street, and Peter and John come by him, and he asks for alms as they enter the temple. Verse 3, see it right here, seeing Peter and John about to go into the, the temple, he asked to receive alms or money. Have you ever heard, have you ever had someone ask you for money before? Anybody here? Have you ever seen someone begging for money here in the, the U.S.? We do see it, right? Now, sometimes you're like, oh, I'm not sure if they really need it or not. Is it a scam? We sometimes wonder that, right? Because they're out there. But there also are real cases, many of them, of folks in need that we will drive home. We may not see them as we go by, but we're going to go by them as we go home tonight or as we go through our week. Uh, usually they've got a sign, right? Cardboard sign. And when I thought about the cardboard sign, a lot of times I'm at a stoplight. They've got a cardboard sign. It says something to the effect of will work for food. We've seen that one. Uh, Vietnam vet, please help. Uh, Homeless and hungry, God bless you, right? We sort of, have y'all seen these signs before? Are you with me right now? Now, there's a couple more. There's some creative signs I I saw online uh, that I just wanted to show because I'll explain it more in a second, but take, take a look at, at, at this first sign. Family kidnapped by nin, 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 ninjas need money for karate le- lessons, right? 
creativity. Uh, I promise I won't spend it on cheese doodles. I sort of like this guy with cheese doodles everywhere. Um, the next one, father's gone to the dark side, need money for X-Wing to destroy the, the Death Star. So some creative minds. But, you know, it's really, and I, I don't just, I, partly I, I want you to see that there are cre, 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 creative minds behind these folks that we sometimes don't count as being hum, human at all. We, we, we see them on the street, and we, we feel like, and I don't know, maybe I'm the only one in this room, but we feel like inside we're sort of better than they are. It's just a feeling that sort of comes upon us. We don't even have to think about it much. It just sort of comes. And we tend to forget that they're human at all, just like us. That they're loved by God, created by God, just like us. Because this next sign, as I saw it, 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 it you go, hmm, take a look at the next one. Even a smile can help. Look at the next sign. Have you ever felt invisible before? You know, this isn't the point of our text today and our story today, but I don't want to miss it. Because we, we, we walk past folks that are in need, and um, we, won't, we, we, we are afraid to even, even look at them. And I'm going to explain a little bit more of that in the text here. But they're human. They're loved by God. They're just like us. Don't, don't, don't forget that. In the midst of life, when we're going through things, many, I mean, they just had some bad breaks. Some, many, they could have made a bad choice here or there, and it sunk them in such a bad way. But they need the gospel. They need Jesus Christ. They need just to be loved. They need a smile. They might need money. Don't miss that. So for, for verse 4, let's jump into verse 4 here. It said this, and Peter directed his gaze at him and asked at John and said, look at us. Okay, Peter, the guy asked for money, and Peter says, the one thing you never say to homeless people, look at me, right? It's like when you're in math class and you don't want to be called on because the teacher asks, who knows what's 47 divided by x squared times 214? And you're like, that sounds like Spanish gibberish. Yeah, I know. And, um, and it's like everybody averts their eyes. You know, no one wants to look at the teacher because you don't want to be called. When we go to a, st- a stoplight, if you have no money, you don't want to give them, what do you do? Last thing you do is you look at the person. I mean, eyes straight ahead, eyes straight ahead, don't look over, don't look over. No, don't even, don't even cheat, look over, right? Uh, that's what we do. Peter and John, they throw that out the window. They go, hey, 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 look at me. Evidently, almost appearing like the guy wasn't. He was asking for alms, alms, alms for, for the poor, too, too ashamed. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something. I mean, when someone tells a, a, a homeless person to look at him, he's going to expect some, something at that point. He must have thought, oh, it's going to be a good day. I don't have to worry about the rest. It sounds like I'm not going to have to worry. I'm, I'm going to make it through today. Verse 6, Peter said, now before I jump to, Verse 6, let me share this one thought. Though, point one, if there's a point in this, uh, point, there's a point in this. There's points in this. Though they were busy and doing good things, they're going to the temple to pray, they weren't too busy for God. Though they were busy doing good things, do you understand in that, 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 that moment, I dare say God spoke to them or was speaking to them about, hey, you need to do something with this man because they responded. They weren't going like, ah, we'll get to that. Hey, 
God, I'll get that when I'm done praying. A lot of times we get so caught up in doing good things. Oh, I'm doing good things. And we miss out when God says, hey, you need to do this right now. And we're like, no, 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 I don't have time. And God's going, no, the time is right now. Though they were busy doing good things, the right things, they weren't too busy for God. Don't let being, being busy doing good be an excuse for not doing what God says to do. Verse 6, but Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, at the first part of that phrase, this lame man, his, his hopes at that moment must have just... No silver or gold? No alms? Why are we having this conversation? Okay? That, you know, you're, you're wasting... Move out, move out of the way. Move out of the way so someone else who, who cares will help me out. So we... And so it says that he takes him by the right hand. He, he says, he's right before that, he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Can I t- tell you this? Because he says, we don't, have so, we, we, don't, we don't have what you want, but we have something that you need. And point two, though they didn't have what the beggar wanted, they had what the beggar needed. And they gave. They gave. He thought, do what? Rise up and walk? So many, so, so many of us think we've got not, not, nothing to give. We've got nothing to give. This world is screaming for you to give in a so, so many ways. Folks want money. They want fame. They want to be important. They want, and you can't give it. But the thing that they need, you can give. What the world wants, you don't have. What the world needs, you have. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have it. You go, but I'm just not good at saying it. It's not about you being good. It's about you being faithful. It's you just talking about Jesus, bringing him up and how he's changed your life, giving opportunity for God to work because we, 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 we fear we'll mess it up. You won't mess up if you don't, you've already messed up if, you, if you, you don't say a word. There's no chance. There's no chance for God to work. God could make the rocks cry out, but you know what I'm saying, through you, if you don't say a word. Don't miss the, this part, and, and we're going to speak a lot more about this in the, in the weeks to come, and that there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. There is terrifying power in the name of Jesus. Do you, you want to call, cause an uproar in this world wherever you go? Talk about Jesus Christ. You could talk about anybody else, anybody else, and not cause as much as a scene and, and strike fear and upset as many folks as Jesus. Why? Because there's true power in his name, that it honors God and gives him glory, and that's something that the world hates and it's going to kick back every time. But God will speak to some and hearts will be changed. There's power in, in that name. Verse 7. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Immediately. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered. Okay, he's not walked ever, ever. He's walking right here. 
these. I, mean, I just want to sometimes just, I, I'd just be a little fly and just watch the scene as it, as it happened. And then I'd get swatted and killed. But. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Don't, don't miss this little part right here. I mean, you're getting a lot of little, little things tonight. Aren't you lucky? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, maybe not. They shared Jesus, right? Sharing Jesus, sometimes it's just he's talking about him. They, they shared him. They met a need. Granted, it was a huge need in this guy's life. They shared, shared Jesus first. They brought his name up first. They met a need, and they walked with him into the church, the temple. Boy, what would ha- happen if we started doing that in our own life? If we, we share Christ, that we meet need, and then we, 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 we bring him into the church. That's sort of the way it's supposed to look like. And all the people saw him, verse 9, walking and praising God and re- recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Though Peter and John and the beggar are major players in the story, right? Do you all agree? Without them in it, you're going to lose a whole lot of the story. Major players. There's only one hero, and his name is Jesus. Peter wasn't that great. He was faithful. John wasn't that great. He was faithful. The beggar wasn't that great. He was there, and God dispensed his grace upon him. The hero in the story is Jesus. Don't miss that. He, he's the one that does the work. You, we're called to be faithful. You are never called to be the hero in the story. As a Christian, as a, you, you, are, you give God honor and glory, and you're not the hero. You're the worker. You're faithful. Just doing whatever. And so you know what that means? It doesn't rest, succeed, or fail on you. It doesn't rest on you. It rests on God. The pressure's off. You just be faithful. But I do it in a it doesn't work. You know what? If you do it, you win. I don't care if it works or not. If they, they came to Christ, they started to come to church. Or not. I don't. For you, if you do it, you win. He's the hero. The world's a lot like this beggar. The world we live in right now. They just want the money. They want the fame. They want the health. They want happiness. They want popularity. They want the looks, they want the talent, the athletic ability, and you can't give them any of that. And can I tell you this? Have you noticed, you should watch the news, those that have the talent, the ability, the looks, the fame, the money, just look at the news. Everybody's a wreck. They're they're not faithful in their marriages, they're sleeping around, they're lost, they're in drug abuse, sinners, they're... There, it's, it's just, a, if you have that stuff, you're a complete wreck. It doesn't solve, it cripples you even more. As a believer in Jesus Christ, I have and you have one thing to give. That's Jesus. And we've got to be willing to do it, despite the scorn, despite the looks, the put-downs, intimidation, or whatever fears we may have. Just, we got to start talking about Jesus. That's the point. He's, he's the, the point. 
you know, if Peter and John had only given the beggar money at the end of the day, he would have only been, still been a beggar. They'd only said, here, here's some money. But they brought Jesus into this scene, and his life was changed, transformed, and lives around him, as we see in the story, were changed and transformed. What we are called to do is bring Jesus to people in word and action. Uh, some of you in this room, even right now, as I talk about witnessing, you feel like you're lame. Not like a lame person, but you're, you're crip, crip, crippled. That, that I just I can't do it. I'm, I'm useless. But can I tell you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Yeah, but I just don't know if I can do it. If, if, I, if I need to grab your hand and help pull you up, and if your friends around you need to help grab your hand and pull you up, that's what we need to do. As, as a group, man, help each other up. People tell me, uh, as I've read the story and for the years, that miracles are a thing of the past. Um, that's not true. It's a miracle, the fact that I'm a believer in Jesus Christ at all. Because as a young man, I was in rebellion against him, and nothing in me wanted any part of him. And only because of God's mercy and grace did I ever have a chance to have my heart made right and my sins forgiven. That's a miracle. If we look in this story in a spiritual sense, we're the beggar lame on the ground. And someone, someone shared with us Jesus, mom or dad, pastor in church, friend at school, grandparent, somebody did. And they extended their hand and they grabbed us and said, rise up and walk. And this burden that we felt because we knew we were sinful and we were disgusting, it was gone because of God's grace. God's Jesus, the hero of the story. Don't miss the power in this story for your own life even right now. I want you to know tonight, if you're burdened, struggling, hurting, God wants to take that away through the name and power of Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean life is going to be easy and perfect all the time, but you'll know that in the midst of whatever occurs, whoever's elected, God's in charge. He's in control. He's bigger than anything we're going to face. Miracles, guys, still happen every day. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for your word, just a chance to talk about this story uh, and the power of the name of Jesus. And God, help us, each one of us, first of all, um, live a faithful life in front of you. Help us to honor you with the way that we talk. Help us to bring you up in front of our friends or even folks that we don't know well. Give us a boldness that we can't explain uh, and that we can't get credit for, but only you can. Thank you for each one here. and May we walk with you cl closer every day. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.